Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a terrific show for you today, a different kind of show. Can't wait to get to it, but I will because first we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as I said, as we welcome in the new year, we have with us Claudia Pasmani. She is the executive director of the Amherst Area Chamber of Commerce. How are you, Claudia? Good morning. Doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, happy it's our New Year. Pleasure to have you on. We 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 like having the chamber directors on. Uh, they are so insightful. Uh, they give us a, a lot of uh, interesting uh, information about what's happening in their communities and and what the business community is is sensing and feeling and hearing. Uh, it, it really is a, a good time we have here talking to our chamber directors. We have them on regularly and, and we needed to have you on the show. You've got uh, an interesting uh, community that you serve here. Actually, a couple communities. I think they can all be wrapped up in that uh, phrase college town. Uh, your communities were, were perhaps the hardest hit by COVID because of that. And, and now they're starting to come out of that. And we want to talk a lot about that. So um, yeah, let's just dive in and just talk about the, the area that you serve. This is the Amherst area. So what exactly is that? Right. So that's Amherst, Hadley, Sunderland, Belchertown, Leverett, Pelham, Shutesbury. Uh, so uh, we have uh, quite we have seven area towns. Uh, we have an, a very eclectic group, right, from the large institutions you mentioned as a college town to, you know, small solopreneurs, right? So we have such an incredible vibrant mix of all of those. So it's it's a constant balance. Um, for us, diversity is many things and it's small and large and, um, you know, and different area, representing different area towns and so, um, and diverse business owners. So it's really just such a, an eclectic mix, but we certainly felt the blow when the lights went out and we knew you know, we were in a different phase, right? When we closed in March of 2020 and we really understood, uh, I mean, we always knew it, but we truly understood the value and impact of our higher ed institutions at that moment. And so- uh, Now you, you had know, just uh, come on board just before the pandemic, if I recall correctly. Well, let's see, that was about a year and a half in. We were, we had just launched our 2020 vision and it was vision 2020 for the year. And we were really looking up and we were so thrilled. I was really looking to grow the chamber that year. Uh, yes. So I was really coming into my own as, a, as the executive director had built our board, uh, you know, just an incredibly solid board at that point. And so, but that was our saving grace in many ways, because we, you know, I am no solo printer. I have a, a board that backs me. I have ambassadors and I am nothing without them. And so and to have had that, you know, going into that year with that foundation uh, proved success for us uh, and for my team. Well, as painful as it might be, take us back to that spring when 
well, the lights didn't go out. It wasn't a blackout, but they went out <laughs> figuratively, if not literally. Um, right. Am Amherst didn't shut down completely, but but almost. Well, I, I literally remember shutting the lights and walking out that door uh, of our office that day. And so when I say the lights out, I'm, I do mean it, literally, uh, but not a blackout, but it seemed like one, right? Like, what was the power of the chamber, right? We lost sort of, you know, uh, what was our footing, right, at that point? Typically, it's, it's, it's engagement through networking, and, and that's in-person. And we never had to qualify anything about in-person versus Zoom, right? Everything was in-person. No one, it would just assume. So all of a sudden we had a new vernacular and you know a new way of doing business um, that was just completely new to all of us. Uh, so you know that at that point, you know, so we did everything from uh, creating a tip jar so we could tip our out of work gig workers. We created, you know, everything from that moment on to even you know creating the first. We were probably one of the earliest out the gate with microgrants. We did two rounds of microgrants for brick and mortar businesses. Um, you know. But one of the things I, I just remembered just yesterday was, you know, booking um, vaccination appointments when we, when we, you know, move fast forward and we were trying to get people back to work and uh, restaurant workers. And, and, and uh, so we were actually, you know, helping people, all of our restaurants get their uh, employees vaccinated who wanted to get vaccinated. So it was really, I mean, you name it, we did it. <laughs> Whatever was needed, we did it. Supply PPE, we did it. You know, we were able to leverage some buying power through um, our relationship with UMass to provide that to businesses. So we really uh, were so fortunate in many ways to have those higher ed, you know, institutions too, to partner with, to leverage and, and give back to the community. And again, you know, some of those, it also meant some of the colleges, you know, slowly came back. Amherst College sort of stayed in it, what they termed as a bubble. And, you know, that was still really hard for our businesses because it really kept people away. And you just don't realize that flood that it creates downtown um, and to our businesses when uh, there's such limitations. So it was certainly trying. And uh, I think the most beautiful thing was for my board and my staff was we, somebody said, how about we try this? And we just said, sure. <laughs> so I think the, the, the truth is that we were so open to just, you know, seeing what stuck <laughs> and, you know, that, and it proved to be quite successful and to have a team that, you know, was willing to kind of just think outside the box and, Okay. create some really new opportunities. It, it's often said that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Do you think uh, going through all that made, first of all, the chamber stronger and the greater Amherst community stronger? I do. I mean, I think what's really interesting, I'm seeing all of our area chambers just really rise to the occasion. I think uh, events are more vibrant than ever. I feel like there's such a reinvestment in chambers. I see our, I was really worried about, you know, talk of recession and, and our membership going down and I'm seeing interest go up, interest in our Amherst area gift card go up. You know, it's just, it's been really exciting to see just in the last, even the last six months to see that, you know, that reinvestment in the community. And, and I think people really were excited and recognized that our chambers who are really so simple in our structure, you know, we are membership organizations, right? We, res we literally survive on membership and any sponsorship of events. That's it. That is as simple as it gets. And, and yet I think the value was really appreciated at that moment, you know, at that pivotal moment, the chambers really came through and, and definitely my, and as my 
you know, partner chambers did across Western Mass. And I think Western Mass really represented, which was really great to see. You know, we were on a lot of calls with the rest of the state throughout the pandemic. And that was just an incredible experience to see our Western Mass sort of regain its voice, you know, at the state level, but also with our local leaders and local businesses. So I see that coming to fruition now. I see events are really, you know, I see event numbers going up. Uh, and I see it at our, not just our chamber. And I think that's an exciting thing to see that uh, the value of chamber, you know, for me, I feel like I see that across the board and that's a great feeling for all of us who spend the hours we do <laughs> trying to promote our businesses. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Claudia Pasmani. She's the executive director of the Amherst Area Chamber of Commerce. We're talking about Amherst and kind of bouncing back from the pandemic. Now, I, I assume this has been a progression of sorts. Was, was 2022 the year we, we really came back to normal on the streets of downtown Amherst and beyond? Yeah, I really feel like this was the first year I saw Saturdays and Sundays starting to get busy again. Somebody said there was a line or they couldn't park. And I thought, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> That's the problem we want to have again. Absolutely. You can't find yeah. a parking spot that you you had to wait for dinner in line or, you know, and wait to get into somewhere. Um, that is actually, you know, that was the curse, but it is the blessing right now. Well, you know, um, Amherst is back to normal when you can't find a parking space and... <laughs> You've got to right, drive around and around and around. And, around. and it, I have future. always said that, that that's a sign of a healthy community when you, A, can't find a place to park, and B, when you have to wait to get a table for lunch. Those are fantastic Absolutely. problems to have, yeah. Right. And so, you know, to come downtown so often, um, even to our local Hampshire Mall, I was there um, even just a month ago, and kind of even pre-holiday, and the weekends were getting busier and busier. There's a lot of, you know, our, our local Hampshire Mall is, completely revamped and it's a very much an experiential, right? There's all kinds of places to go and, you know, bring your family and indoor and there's so much going on and to see some of that coming back as well. Um, you know, obviously the, the face of retail has changed quite a bit and that mm -hmm. is a challenge. Uh, we have our support local campaign going on all season long, shop local all season long. And we want to encourage, we, we know we encouraged everyone throughout the holiday season promoting our holiday uh, our, our Amherst area gift card with a holiday gift card match, you know, incentive to reinvest in local all season long. And uh, so, and the response has been incredible. And by the end of the year for us, our, our very new program, uh, we're over $100,000 in, in reinvestment. We hit the $100,000 mark, which is really exciting. Um, and that's over, uh, over nearly 3000 cards that have been distributed, you know, throughout the community. So that's just, you know, again, demonstrates uh, when every, anytime someone comes in and buys a card, we say, thank you for supporting local, right? Because that's really what it's all about. All right. This is not the same Amherst that people might have remembered before the lights went out in March of 2020. You've got some new businesses and um, some storefronts still vacant, but you've got a, a lot of new businesses coming in. Tell us how the landscape has changed. Yeah, I mean, think about just the Mill District alone. The Mill District broke ground just shy in the North Amherst section of Amherst. And they were just shy of, you know, creating a whole new residential um, experience. And then, you know, 2020 hit. But 
every every month it felt like they were celebrating you know new movement so you know from the mill district general store their local art gallery provisions wines coming in is spectacular um the lift salon and now cisco's cafe a uh, just a fantastic local um, Latino uh, business to go and have a breakfast, you know, start your day, go shopping, enjoy. We have the closet vintage, you know, vintage clothing. And so that alone, that one area, just North Amherst, uh, just to see that growth over this time has been incredible. Then if I look at downtown, right, the, the Drake, the addition of the Drake, the cultural uh, a new cultural performing arts center right in downtown Amherst. We worked, you know, the the bid worked really hard there. Downtown Amherst Foundation was formed right on the day we we closed, and they went to work, uh, down, you know, raising funds. We raised funds for to give out for microgrants, and then they went right into you know raising funds for the Drake, uh, which was the whole reason for the Downtown Amherst Foundation was to create culture, uh, because we know culture, the culture economy is a driver as well, right? So it brings people downtown, they come and spend money and, and they come and shop and they stay a while. So, and the great thing about the Drake is you can bring in food, they have their own bar and it's just wonderful. And they have, you know, they bring diverse artists from all over. And so it's attracting thousands. It, it's just been an incredible addition to downtown. We have some new retail, we have Amethyst and Art of Intimates. We have Mary Moore Design who was outside of town and closed during the pandemic and reopened right in downtown with a gorgeous shop. So just, you know, amazing. Uh, we have, now we have Penyon, Penyon, we lost some of our, you know, really beautiful anchor, uh, beloved anchor uh, spots like the pub and, and Henyon, but some incredible um, new energy is coming, right? We have White Lion coming in. 23 is bringing a whole slew of new um, businesses to the downtown. And that's just the downtown alone. There are about five, at least five restaurants coming in. So this is, you know, this is a turning point. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. And it's, it's definitely something that we've been excited to kind of watch and be a part of. And, and, you know, and, the, and certainly our bid uh, has been an incredible partner and their vision has been incredible. And we shared a vision for Destination Amherst long before uh, the, you know, COVID and the pandemic. And we persevered and pushed through and kept it, you know, kept our eye on that. And so that's, this is what's, you know, coming to fruition now. And that's okay. just exciting for everyone. So let's go back and talk about uh, what you were, you were talking about uh, earlier, uh, when it comes to chambers and their own kind of bounce back, you know, before the pandemic, uh, uh, there were a lot of struggling chambers, um, a lot of consolidation within the chamber sector, if you will. Mm -hmm. Then there was concern about the chambers coming out of the pandemic when you're out of sight, or you were never really out of sight, uh, but you were out of mind a little bit. Then chambers became incredibly important and, and you know, the value of the chambers soared as they were helping businesses mm -hmm. uh, find uh, help through the pandemic. Um, uh, now we're coming out of this, and the, the great question was, you know, would people go back to that after five? Uh, would mm -hmm. people go back uh, to to these other fundraisers? And from what you're telling me, they they are coming back. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we certainly were that lifeline, and but we were certainly worried about that, right? But I think we all did it very, you know, it, it, we all did it very intentionally and slowly coming back to. You know, we were all checking in with one another who's doing something in person. You know, it, it, it was really, 
just testing, you know, you had to dip your toes and see not every single event was perfect, but I think, mm -hmm. you know, we were testing the waters and if you recall, actually 22 started late. We ended up, our annual meeting kicks off our, in our year. It will be January 25th, our annual meeting this year in 23, but we ended up delaying that until March of 22. And again, that kind of kicked our, our year off a bit late. And again, because we were testing the waters and just trying to do the right thing, but also testing, you know, what people were quite ready for. So I think chambers are really in tune to that. And that really helped us rebuild, um, you know, respecting kind of where our communities were at. And I think everyone did it in their own way. And so we just had to read our, our folks and do the best we could. And I think people respected that. And, um, you know, but we all also were still really powerful with social media and still offering that lifeline that I think people really realized that we offered. And so I think the combination of the two, you know, you know, you saw record numbers, people were just ready. And also record numbers of people asking, you know, I, my inquiries are daily of, can you connect me to so-and-so? Can you connect me? Oh, I met someone at this event. You know, that is what chambers do, right? We, we bring you together to build your business and build community. And so uh, I feel like I've had more requests than I've had in this year, in a very compact year <laughs> uh, of getting okay. together again. And I feel like those inquiries have increased tremendously and also the, willing to, the willingness to partner. Uh, I see a lot of small business owners, they have leaned into one another. And so, uh, and then we can also glean off of that. I mean, you know, there's hardship. Their, their staffing is still a huge issue and, you know, ex expenses, things are very expensive for, you know, supplies mm -hmm. are still expensive. There are some issues that are, you know, we're not out of the woods uh, by any means, okay. but. Uh, so you know, not, not, not to make this a generational thing, but, you know, I had heard that, that this younger generation, they're not as into the chamber as uh, we older, oh, you're not as old as I am, certainly, but um, that, that baby boom, that older generation, the, the group that wasn't quite as social media connected, it, there was a bond with the chamber. When you started a business, the first thing you did was join the chamber of commerce. So the second thing you did, the, the first thing you did was uh, put the first dollar you earned in a frame on the wall. And the <laughs> second thing you did was you joined the chamber. Now, right. that's not true anymore. Uh, but And I've heard that this generation is not as uh, connected to the chamber as before, but uh, from what you're telling me, it, it sounds like the chambers have a, a solid future in this region and, and beyond. Well, I think it's really important that we are intentional about attracting our young professionals. Uh, we just held our awards at the end of 22 and we always feature our young professionals. And, and also our, we had several young businesses, one, our leader in innovation, our chamber ambassador and our chamber MVP and our young professional. We're all young professionals that are rising in the community and they see a real value in it. And, and so those are our new ambassadors, right? They are the new ambassadors. And so we do have to be intentional about um, connecting the young uh, folks. But I, I, from my experience and my vantage point, I think they still see the value in connecting, you know, human. <laughs> um, they see the value of social media. There's no question they were raised on it. But I think they also really understand the power 
of really connecting people to people. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I've been introduced to more young professionals this year, probably than ever. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I do think there is, like you said, there's going to be a generational shift, but um, we might've gotten lucky because we've proven our salt <laughs> at okay. a time when those young professionals are rising and hopefully that will catch on. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we enjoyed having you and we'll have you back on soon. Thank you so much for having me. Happy New okay. Year. Enjoy the new year. Okay. And the same to all of you. Uh, have a happy and prosperous 2023. Uh, if you've been listening to Business Talk, this is a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local 413 and sponsored as always by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.